You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your creative flow being slowed down by air resistance? Stop being retarded on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Andy Goralczyk. Hello. Pablo Vasquez. Hola. Francesco Zitti. Hi. And I'm Hjalti Hamsun. Here's your host, Francesco. Oh, hey. Take care of your voice. <laughs> Kinda, Hello. I'm sick, so yeah. Yeah, you might be able to hear take it. Take care, take care. Coro. Coro is a cop finger. <laughs> well, welcome to episode number 32 of the Blender Institute podcast. Community news, development news, Blender artwork, uh, uh, Blender freebies, and Blender spreading into the world. Lots of, lots of stuff we're going to talk about. And uh, Blender Cloud News. We released Blender Sync last week. Maybe we find out how it's going so far. And uh, we are going to answer our questions. We have some backlog from last time. So let's get straight to it. And uh, let's get started with the community news. So, Pablo. So, as you mentioned, Blender Sync has been out for a week already. So... Yeah, well, actually, maybe a bit less because... uh, we. Ah, yeah, Friday. Yeah, I think so. A bit less than a week. And so far, it seems pretty good, right? Uh, what are the numbers? Yeah, like it looks like the first uh, 250 lucky people made their uh, use of the Blender Sync. So they've been syncing and saving their Blender settings nice. via the Blender Cloud. Mm. Wow. So definitely more than the people here at the Blender Institute. So it means somebody is using <laughs> it. It is working. Yeah, because we tested it ourselves and we, we give it to some other people. But now... If 250 people didn't complain, didn't complain, then it means uh, it, it's, yeah. it's fine. But uh, yeah, so from past experience, usually you need to have a much higher number of people before you get to complain. So maybe when we get like a thousand or two thousand, maybe one person is going to complain. So Francesco, if people want to complain, where would they go? <laughs> they can send an email to cloud support at blender.org and I will reply to them within like one hour if I am awake. In, so, in European, yeah, <laughs> European office hours, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, if you have a problem, just drop us a message and we, of course, take care of the problem as quick as we can. But uh, yeah, so it looks like Blender Sync is doing, is doing good and we are already working, as we mentioned in the blog post, on the next step, which is uh, the image sharing functionality. And uh, today, Sebren was uh, working on it and is getting already quite far. So the idea is that you are in Blender and then you can press a button and uh, whatever you have, uh, maybe a picture or a screenshot, something uh, that is like an an image kind of uh, uh, data block that you have in Blender can go on the cloud and then you get a link that you can share with your loved ones. So that's uh, that's coming very soon. So very exciting. Nice. Great. Stick around. So it's for for all kinds of data blocks, right? So in theory, you can save all your renders to the cloud? What? Yeah, like, uh, I mean, uh, images. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you are in the image editor. Like, yeah. right now, the test implementation works with that. And also, we make it work with the uh, screenshot operator. So, mm-hmm. in Blender, you can take screenshots. There is an operator for it. And these two use cases are the one we plan to support uh, right away. So, you just have uh, your image there, like a render, and you can say, save to the cloud. And All right, then yeah. we go there. Uh, I, w- I was just thinking in terms of uh, variations. You know, every time you make a new slot, you can even save that to the cloud. Yeah, having to spam your hard drive. Yeah, definitely you can do. It. You can just get a history of everything, and uh, and it's cool, especially for sharing, because otherwise now you have to put it somewhere and then share the link. So we try to make the process as smooth as possible. Yeah, nice. and and today you were discussing either 
would it be better like to when you when you run this to either open a browser or just copy the the link in the, the link in the clipboard which yeah, clipboard. probably is better yeah we sure. were talking about it's interesting because people have different perspectives so this might end up becoming an option because you have a browser open 90% of the time anyway and depending also on how your operating system is configured you might end up having that open there in the background so you don't see it but it's just there and uh, or some other people say I totally don't want Blender to start opening web browsers so you should turn it off or just not have the feature in the first place I imagine the use case where you're pressing the button and you don't see any feedback that no, works there will be a report I yeah, guess. yeah but you don't see it so you press it a couple of times then you go to your web browser and you have like three four <laughs> tabs open <laughs> with uh, images there so it's uh, we have to study the interaction carefully to make sure that yeah. this can and maybe things. people can leave a comment saying like what would you use personally when you want to save a, an image or a screenshot to the cloud would you rather have it open the, the browser by like automatically or just paste the link copy the link on your clipboard so then you can just Command V, Control V, and yeah, exactly. And for it. what uh, for what file format would it be? For any file format that you select in Blender, or only JPEG and PNG? Or no, in theory, the plan is to allow it for everything, mm -hmm. especially because this is going to be a uh, Blender Cloud subscribers feature only. So we are aware that we might end up having to host a bit of images. Uh, we don't know for how long the the storage of images should uh, last right, yeah. but potentially if you have a render that you know is a, a xr image uh, 4k that's quite big so we have to find out a yeah, way to deal with or, very or, large files or all the avi raws on the temp in the temp folder <laughs> yeah for videos at the moment is not really we don't have a plan but for very large pictures it might be a problem so we have to we still have to polish that part right yeah, yeah. cool Great. So it'll be nice to maybe next week we get news, right? Yeah, about hopefully. It. Yeah. Cool. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe crawls. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another news: the World Blender Meetup Day. Remember that uh, that happened in February? Yeah, I wasn't uh, here, but I remember. You were, yeah. I oh, right, yeah, I was I was doing the, the screencast. I was like, I, I totally okay, forgot. yeah, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. Andy, I'm not going to be here. Can you do yeah. it for me? And Andy was like, okay. And I had to handle Ton sitting next to me and uh, yeah. messing with the, the screencasting <laughs> software. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yes, they publish all the videos now. You can see a, a playlist of all the videos uh, from the World Blender Meetup Day. Nice. So, yeah, you can go to the website. I remember I when we did that thing, and then I, I never heard any feedback or anything. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was a mailing list, so maybe you guys didn't see, but there was a mailing list to get some feedback. Was overall positive, but mm. it's always hard to communicate when you organize these big events online because you maybe don't want to spam everybody who took part. Yeah. But at the same time, maybe you want to know. So it's always. I think it, I don't know how many times they did it so far. Maybe it's uh, that fourteen. Like yeah, on their website is uh, 2014. I don't know if they did it last year. Okay, so I think it will get better and better. I think it's a great initiative. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so much fun answering all the questions directly from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It must, live must be a nightmare to organize all of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good job, guys, and thanks for publishing Sharing, the, yeah. the the playlist. is available on their website, so you can awesome. check it out. Other news. 
Yeah, uh, the natron, natron, Nat- natron. Yeah, Nat- natron. it's not directly related to Blender, right? Or is it natron? The <laughs> natron. <laughs> well, it's related to Blender because on the fourth of July, so a few days ago, um, there was the, the latest release, release uh, version two point one of uh, this uh, very uh, this emerging compositing software. It's a free and open source software. Just focused on compositing, uh, very inspired in a way by uh, the Nuke compositing software. Yeah. And uh, one of the uh, latest features is that they replaced the motion tracker and they are using LibMV, wow. which is what is used in Blender. So what they say in their release is that they are now using the Blender motion tracking uh, system yeah, engine in Natron. Cool. So it's, it's great. Yeah. So we will wow. see what, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was um, the, the, the previous solutions they had, I think they were developing it themselves. And then probably they found that the system that Blender has is very well defined, very well confined in terms of uh, code base, especially like the tracking algorithms, because it relies on a special library that is just there. So it's great that they are taking advantage of it. The more people using it, the better it gets. Gee, I wish we had a Russian who could talk about these things. Ah, yes, yeah, I heard he came back, but uh, he's locked in his office yeah, since then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe next week we get him. Yeah. But wow, that's uh, amazing news. Yeah. I love it when open source projects work with each other. It's like... Yeah, and that when they give a shout out also. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah, totally, totally. That's great. So more news. Uh, conference. Spanish conference, so I can talk about this in español. Amigos, hola. Hola, amigos. Blendiveria 2016. Blendiveria is one of the oldest, together with Blender Pro from Brazil and Blender Conference itself, one of the oldest uh, uh, conferences that there are in the Blender community. It's been going on for years, and now the next one is uh, next week, on July the 15th, 16th, and 17th in, uh, in Spain, in A Coruña. The entrance is free, so you can go there. There's all the well-known names. And you can enter. And free. you can enter for free. Wow. Yes. I think it's uh, arranged next to Mundos Digitales, which is also another pretty big uh, conference right there. So go check it out. Probably the weather is awesome. So, <laughs> well, What are the big Spanish names that big I won't n- recognize? Daniel Martinez Lara. Okay, I'll recognize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Legend, yes. But I mean, if you are now, if you're in the Spanish community, of yeah. course, if you're in the Icelandic community, I don't think it's Spanish. <laughs> no, that one guy he left. <laughs> nation, so. oh, <laughs> no. um, but I mean, if you if you're uh, if you're there, you know the the guys. You know, yeah. The guys, yeah. More news about artwork. The um, top Blender artworks is a is a list of the the, the ten top or five or whatever. Usually, um, that is collected by Blender Guru, and he recently published the, the this top Blender artworks for June. So there is some really good uh, stuff yep. over there. Get inspired, check it out. It's really so, good. It's always nice. Yeah, it's always nice to see what people are doing with Blender. More um, tutorials slash yeah tutorials. There is this article on the Creative Sh- Creative Shrimp. The, Lev Alexandrov's website that is the top 14 ways to mix textures and shaders. 
And it, you, you mm. by the sound of it, it's like, yeah, clickbait. Yeah, you're the <laughs> top best. But you won't I, believe. You won't believe what happens in number five. <laughs> yeah. This one quirky trick. <laughs> yeah, no, but you actually go to the to the article and it's great. It's very well explained with images, with the... Well, I mean, of course, it's Lev. He does awesome stuff. But if you don't know where it's coming from, yeah, he's like, yeah, yes, <laughs> top uh, 14 things. Doctors hate him. Yeah, we tried to copy that recently on the cloud, but we're going to talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> but he uh, also made a video, right? I, I yes. remember watching the video, it was great. Yeah, it's really like good. All the, uh, basically, all the ways you'd ever mix two materials or textures with, with each other in, yeah. in one video. Yeah, it's really, really interesting how many uses you can do. For yeah. This. Yeah. So go check it out. And the last new this community is that there are new HDR textures in HDR ha ha Haven? Haven? Haven. 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 Yeah. It's like, um, well, we, like we need a. a, a exactly. Like yeah. That's the word I was like, looking for. Yeah. yeah. Harbor. We yeah. need a native English speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Haven. 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 Greg. HDRI. Haven. So there are 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> there are 10 new textures there, there that uh, this website where you can get the um, you can get the low resolutions for free and then you can get you can very high resolution. Yeah. Very, very high resolution very, ones. Yeah. Very high and resolution. Very uh, big how do you, uh, a range of dynamics. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's really good stuff. And these 10 new ones are uh, from like from the road or a garage or some great for when you are rendering cars. Cool. So it's really good stuff. And that's it for community news. I think we yep, are... Plenty of stuff going on. Plenty. Yes, so much. On the Blender development side, well, the summer of code keeps going. There are new branches. Even there is uh, this, this new branch, Strand GPU, that it, it appeared over the, the weekend last week. Yeah, we and were just talking about it. Very curious about it. I wish we had a, a doctor around to talk <laughs> about it, a developer. A Russian doctor or... A yeah, too bad. One. So let's uh, let's guess. <laughs> let's say <laughs> oh, it's, it's called a strand GPU. So we can assume that maybe it's to strand simulation using GPU. Strand? No, no, <laughs> may, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, hope, coming, I hope yeah. it's to get OpenGL to draw ah, uh, yeah. strands, maybe. like particles, hair particles, fast. Yes. That would be my hope. What else? Maybe like it's it. a really nice motion path tracker. <laughs> no, no. Maybe it's like an acronym. As for the motion trend. Super trendy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. New. Wow. You're doing it. Dimension. Dimension. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. No. We can only hope. <laughs> exactly. But besides that, no, there have been real stuff going on. The, um, the highlight of the week, I think, is by Blend for Web. This uh, awesome project, open source project, by the way, that they recently um, renamed their their open source version to community edition. Mm -hmm. They have been contributing to Blender, to development of Blender, uh, a lot of stuff, especially yeah, for the viewport. Since ages, and, they've yeah. always been around. It's really yeah. great that they stay on board, actually, because they did initial contribution. There was some mailing involved and some conversation. They submitted patches and patches and patches, and they keep they getting keep accepted. Adding. They're so really pimping our viewport. <laughs> yeah. And the last uh, addition is that now they have a patch and master to enable environment lighting in the viewport and the Blender game engine. So you can have environment lighting in the viewport. You Imagine. can add these 10k uh, environment maps to your viewport. Uh, and then, uh... I'm not sure. I mean, it's you, I don't know about the resolution, but it, it also works for reflections. You can have reflections in the viewport now. All right, cube, nice. ma cube map. Yeah. So it's not like an environment uh, 
vitamin maps now. Yeah, maps. Very nice. So yeah, that's really great news. Cool. Really, really cool. good stuff. So yeah, make sure you check their blog or um, it's it, this was posted on Blender today. Awesome. <clears throat> By the way, <laughs> that <laughs> is Blender dot today. Yes, for you. So no, that's it. The next uh, developers meeting is on the 9th of July. Yep, you can check the time of the developers meeting on BlenderCoder.xyz. There is a website for everything these days. Yes. But uh, yeah, and so the next time we will summarize and uh, yeah, what see happened if there. Anything, anything and hopefully get happen. Sergey on board. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We cool. Will. But that's it for the Blender development for the time being. Right. So what about the Blender Cloud? The Cloud. So I heard that uh, two guys that usually put awesome content on the Cloud are back. Yay! <laughs> last week was very last week was very lonely here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talking about what you guys have been doing, um, I hello. Well, what about you, Kjalti? Hello. Hey. Uh, I went to Belgium. I drank yeah. some beer. I had some Belgian waffles. It was delicious. <laughs> I saw some concerts. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. It was raining more than I thought it would be, and the entire area became a mud pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, but it was super fun and, you know, going with friends. So that was nice. Besides that. Wow, you had rubber uh, boots, of course, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oops. Day one, I showed up in my sneakers and at the end of that day, I had to buy, I had to throw them away pretty much. Um, but I did bring hiking boots with me just on a whim almost. And they came in super handy. Wow. So that was just the perfect solution. Um, but there was a shoe graveyard there. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, I saw the picture <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. It's very fun. And that was after day one. So that graveyard, Begin you know, kept. went uh, wow. at least four times as big at the end. Yeah. Sure Somebody washed them and now has uh, so, many, so many shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, super fun. Besides that, I've been um, working with uh, Matias Mendiola, 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 Mendiola. Yeah, I want to get the pronunciation right. Um, he's working. He's been working on the story reel or the s- storyboard. Yeah, it's an animated story. animatic, I guess. Yeah. To the yeah. animatic storyboard reel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so detailed and anima- a- a- animated that <laughs> I wouldn't call it a storyboard anymore, right? Story real. Storymatic. It's, yeah, it's. I mean, the, the story, story real matic. would be. No, the, uh, he he named the the Caminantes one. He called them storymatics. Yeah. Storymat. Wow, that's yeah. a new word. Okay. Yep. That's how you do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> TM. Yes. Um Yeah. So I've been uh, giving him feedback on that, and he's been incorporating um, the like stuff I've done previously with his own stuff and coming up with new interesting ideas. Um, we pretty much have a pass of the entire thing at this moment. I was still like getting emails while I was there in Belgium on a crappy Wi-Fi, like giving feedback back oh. on the thing. Yeah, right. so that kind of worked. Cool. Uh, and also, uh, while he's been doing that, since I had just a little bit of a free time, I decided to uh, just start taking the characters and making them walk and, and seeing what they look like. But not only that, also just familiarizing myself with the rigs and with the bones that might come in handy and the settings that might come in handy. This is something that gets kind of overlooked because you w- would just assume that you take the rig and you throw it in throw it in the face of some animator and they can just do whatever they want. Yeah. But it's going to um it's going to save a lot of trouble in the long run if you first spend some time in the beginning to get to know what are the best bones to use and as as it turns out 
I found some things that I could give feedback back to Juan Pablo. And so he could actually fix things that otherwise we we would have been already in the production phase when we would have realized those problems. Yeah, and also for the the modeler who did a really crappy job, apparently. Now he got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody told you. (laughs) Get the memo. Well, I'm still here. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the the hands were a particularly good feedback that you mentioned the spatula leanness of them. Yeah. That would be really interesting to fix. What is spatula? Uh, They look like giant (laughs) spatulas. Yeah. Wow. So, attached to the arms. And, like uh, shovels. I'm going to describe it with words right now, even though this is an audio podcast. No, wait. You're that, doing the I, right I thing. did it the wrong way, <laughs> but okay. Uh, so, so everybody knows what a spatula is, like you flip burgers with it or whatever. Yeah. So the issue is that when you cartoonify hands, you have this tendency to just make everything bigger and bulkier or whatnot. But what ends up happening is that the where the wrist is and where the kind of thumb meat begins... Also on the other side, uh, there's this tendency to have this almost 90 degree angle going oh, on there. Yeah. I mean, it's not technically 90 degrees, but it's getting kind of close to it. And also on the other side, a lot of the times I see that happen. So this is something that um, like it looks fine when you model it, like fine-ish. You, know, you just look at it and it's like, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll work. And then whoever rigs it. Uh, it's actually kind of nice that it's that way because then it feels like the thumb... It's really separated from everything. And then you can just really put those bones where you want them and, and it's all fine. And then you need to animate them. You can't, you kind of can't get that relaxed pose. So you have the hand and you always have the sensation that the... Something is sticking out. Yeah, something kind of sticking out. And, and it, so even when the hand looks, uh, well, should look relaxed, it never feels relaxed. Especially when you look at it from a distance, that's that was kind of happening with me. I was I was making the agent do a walk cycle, which was pretty vanilla, like pretty just basic, relaxed, and his hand always looked like it was tense. Yeah, tense or like punch somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was about weird. to slap somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was much. very interesting because, especially from the side view, that was it felt really extreme. Yeah. From the three quarters, it was okay. From the front view. His hands looked really small because of the spatula. Yeah. So even from the front view, they really didn't have a lot of. Uh, yeah, you couldn't really see yeah. uh, the, the the shape. Yeah. And as you say, when the hand is relaxed, it's almost like just a, a continuation of the forearm mm-hmm. with the little yeah the fingers. So it's tense. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, barber is a tough job. You know, you have a lot of yeah. responsibility. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you get you get uh, stressed. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was the agent. But um, <laughs> close enough. But this is, this applies to pretty much all of them, though, because they had essentially the same hands. Because the modeler was lazy. No, lazy. but isn't it modeled after the same? The, the barber is not going to have the same problem. Um, so they've all been rigged now, pretty much, yeah. um, except for some facial control. So there's a blend rig thing. Um, well, it's a, a mixture of the model basically being in the wrong rest position. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind of that, and then the rig itself also. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a mixture a little bit because once you do the modeling a certain way, then the rigger just kind of instinctually follows it instead of trying oh, to compensate yeah. for it or anything like that. And I think this was an issue, not to the same degree uh, with Victor, if I if I remember correctly, but I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint what it was. 
the hand just always looked a little bit bulkier than it should be, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I think, I think that was the issue. Mm. And in some cases, it's not as obvious, so you kind of get away with it. But in this case, like everybody kind of saw it. If you if you look if you look at the guy walking from the side view, it, it looks like a couple of spatulas. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember seeing a walk cycle of Victor though, so that's also maybe why I don't remember. Ah, maybe it yeah. was done. Yeah. Oh, there was a walk cycle. In the case, there was a walk cycle. Yeah, I remember. The, the... It's like moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, Put yeah. Some yeah. dancing just, hips in it. Just a memory, because in in the case of Victor, I remember he's the proportions of his limbs and yeah. the arms. They're even more pushed. Like his uh, his the arm was really thin, and the yeah. and the, the Blender the Institute signature. You've seen Sintel, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would be Massive really hands. interested to know uh, how big productions do it because, like. Oh, from the top of my mind right now, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, that guy has huge, gigantic hands and it's part of this character, but how can they pull it off? Yeah, it's also part of the forearm. Like yeah. the whole the, the, the whole guy is huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, also Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, they also have ah, yeah. big yeah. hands. And yeah. they're skinny. Giant sausages, yeah. yeah. I, I remember with Wreck-It Ralph, um, the, 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 the fingers are really fat. So it's kind of like fat sausages. And square, yeah. Yeah, kind of square. But they're also really close to each other. So yeah. they really, in order to make the hand more tight, like, I guess that kind of happened. Um, there's, there was also this one other issue that I've seen happen now many times, and this has happened to me also, where you, you model a T-pose and you know, you're, just, you're doing the thing. And of course, you just do the T-pose without maybe thinking too much about it. But then, and then when you rig it, you're just rigging it the character in a t-pose yeah. and the hands are just away from the body and then when the animator gets it this happened with victor is that the forearm tends to be longer than the upper arm but essentially oh. <laughs> i'm just <laughs> killing andy right now no, sorry no, no, that's fine so Unless you're one-handed, grab your no wait. You could also do this one-handed. So grab your hand and uh, you're one-handed. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Even if you're blind, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You know the average person has less than two hands. Okay, so put your upper arm and and forearm as close together as possible. We are all doing up, it up, yes. up against yeah, your shoulder. Yeah. So you're yeah. kind of grabbing your shoulder with your hand. Grabbing. And look at look at the, the size of the the bone of the upper arm and the, the forearm. It's almost the same. It's not quite the same, but it's almost the same. I can't touch my shoulder with my hand. It's he's, impossible. He's too muscular. Oh, it's just the the gun show is yes. crazy right now. Oh. Biceps. <laughs> the biceps. Yeah. So the thing is, yeah. and this happened to Victor also, um, is that the if you do a T-pose, essentially, the, um, the elbow is put too close to the body. So the upper arm becomes this tiny little thing, and the <laughs> so the <laughs> you still have the same yeah. overall length, but now the upper arm is tiny, and uh, the the forearm is huge. And then if you want to do any kind of a pose, especially if it's a slender uh, character like Victor, if it's a slender character, and then you do that pose where you cross your arms, like you're kind of angry or you know doing a cool guy thing. Oh. That thing is impossible to do. You have. All of a sudden, you have these two forearms that are just sticking out, and they kind of can't move around. And, and the big hands, also. Of course, <laughs> and then you got the big hands. So yeah. it becomes yeah. this weird little nightmare of doing it. Um, that is, by the way, that is a really good kind of animation 101. 
one of the things you start off with is posing characters and not even thinking about moving them at all just to get uh, to get to know how to just pose a character with a specific emotion or whatever and one of those things that you should try out in the beginning is try to fold the hands of the character and not make it feel weird yeah cross it, the arms yeah cross the arms yeah it's so like tricky. hug itself yeah make it hug itself. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's so difficult and a lot of the times if it has cartoony bones you'll end up having to break the arm a bit with cartoony wow. bones just to kind of get away with it yeah but you don't want to do that especially you stretch the textures and everything so yep. it's a good test for a, for a rig yeah totally cool awesome and now I feel like I'm being a total dick to Andy. No, 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 it's fine. It's, uh, I, I feel like I'm learning a lot in the process because I've never, well, I haven't been a, a proper character modeler in a while. So I'm a bit rusty. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good to know how to fix these issues. How I guess you need Rick to do that, but yeah. 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 <laughs> it would be great if we could just uh, apply the, the, the changes that you made to yeah uh to just to the basic rig and then have it saved in the character file yeah we have we kind of have to just decide what we want to do regarding that yeah um because i i noticed that if if i grab the thumb bone of all the characters the thumb the main thumb bone like the root the most root ish thumb bone (laughs) (laughs) trying to describe it in audio yeah um and you scale it down to like 0.9 and then you move it just a little bit closer to the hand it's passable. It it, fe- it feels way more natural and more relaxed. Um, but, you know, that means that the animator needs to have this mental check mark every time they want to animate the hand or do anything. Sky, scale it. No, that they should always be scale and move slightly and, and yeah, try to get away with it. And that, that, by the way, doesn't really fix also that this, this problem is just a little bit also on the other side. The, the other side also feels like it... It comes a bit harshly outwards, and then like below I'm, the pinky, you mean? Yeah, that, below that the pinky, the kind of fleshy meaty, parts yeah. between the wrist and the pinky. Yeah, yeah. we should do a video. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, so, would you like to see a video podcast? Please reply. In oh no! Oh, imagine the landers who We'll have to wear t-shirts uh, and call oh, me. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Got to put on oh, pants. <laughs> Coming back to Periscope. Well, we did it on Periscope for a few times. A few times, times yeah. yeah. We yeah. stopped doing it. Nobody complains. So. I mean, now we, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> we, can, we can try Facebook Live. Ah, now. Facebook Live. Whoa, that but would also be. Also, now there is no natural light in here because we moved to the back. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but Facebook Live will probably be way, be way more. Yeah. Why is Facebook? Come on. Yeah, maybe we can try one day. Yeah, we we'll try. Yeah. That'd be even nice. Did I just take everybody off topic? What was the question? Uh, <laughs> what, did you, what did you do this week? Okay. Uh, I think, wow. That really? Yes, it was, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't get to ask the question because uh, you were very excited. About it. Wow. <laughs> I, just, I just went for it. Okay. So no, what's next? It's good. It's good. <laughs> but uh, it, like, so among the many things that you uh, said, you were mentioning that you worked on those uh, characters cycles. and you did the walk cycles, yes. like from the... Um, from the last time, I also yep. mentioned it in the previous podcast. So that's uh, yeah, I've been, been kind of continuing right? to do that and mm. giving Juan Pablo feedback, yeah. and then of course giving Matias feedback yeah. for the storymatic. Yeah, um, there there were some there were some questions on the cloud regarding some of the figures that I put in there regarding the walk cycles, because you have you have certain figures that are inherent in a walk cycle, and it's it's basic information that it's good to like kind of understand or know whatever. And um, and I was gonna do like a video thing, but honestly, my health 
is so bad right now. I don't think I'm going to make it. So tomorrow uh, I have my sister and her family coming over to visit. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start my vacation slash sick leave, I guess, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, you'll be going to Legoland, right? Yes. <laughs> Just bring a lot of aspirin. Yeah. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> what, can I sell it there? Or what? <laughs> the black market, you know a the guy. aspirin black yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. So, um, but you uh, can after. Yeah, so I'm back. thinking that that might be the the like the fur the the top priority to do cloud content when I come back. That might be a really good thing uh, to make, um, and also because right now I'm still kind of working on the barber. Uh, walk cycle and seeing the differences it would be nice to be able to finish the walk cycles have feedback on them so like i get to polish them and do whatever and then i can do the video that it kind of explains uh, yeah. some of the the figures that i used and some of the ideas behind the walk cycle awesome so you could you manage to post it before leaving you think the walk cycle uh yeah. yeah 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 I'll i'll be able to at least what i have for now I'll be able to post that. Awesome. Uh, and then I'll get some feedback, you know, while I'm not here and then I'll come back and I'll <laughs> have this uh, huge, yeah, huge email or <laughs> waiting for me, complaining about all the stuff I did. So in other news, talking about that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a segue. Yes. Good. So, well, then uh, the, we can talk with the other person who normally publishes uh, content on the cloud. Which mein is Herr Koralczyk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're also back i'm back and slowly recovering yep and yeah <laughs> so great and yeah, um, yeah, we shouldn't use that microphone <laughs> <laughs> i kind of cuffed next to it so anyway, yeah i'm gonna tell us andy what did you do so um this week i uploaded some textures that some uh, like 80 100 yeah. textures I think it was over over 150 or so. My math what? is really bad right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we have a huge selection of uh, plastic textures and wood textures. No, wood was before that. Uh, uh, plants. No, uh, wood wood panels. Wood ah uh, yes. Wood patterns. So uh, some, you know, floor tiles for wood floors. Nice. My my mind is blanking right now. <laughs> I forgot completely. Um, wood stuff. Wood stuff. Yeah. <laughs> wood stuff. PVC. PVC. Uh, plants. Uh, I saw some plants. plants. Yeah, we have a big collection of plants and leaves right now. They're all uh, mapped with. They all have alpha and everything, and uh, then just uh, a general collection of things, um, mainly props, buildings, windows, uh, some ground materials, path you know, what you'd find on a pathway or so. Um, wow. And yeah, general stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's like yeah. uh, the, the collection is growing and we get contacted by people every once in a while that are willing to donate CC zero licensed uh, yeah, totally. textures. And uh, we look at them and usually the quality of these donations is really high. So we're very happy to to get them. So everyone can benefit. It's very, it's very nice to see it growing. Yeah. And you also wrote a blog post about it, and you also wrote another blog post oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, that one. The, the, right. The seven 
the seven things you missed. This the seven great one. things. Seven that amazing great things, things that you didn't see in the cloud, probably. Yeah, under the radar. Yeah, <laughs> so good. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about this uh, a while ago, actually, and uh, like we have so much stuff in the cloud that uh, we put there during Cosmos Laundromat. Like Manu spent so much time making all these uh, interesting infographics and writing PDF files uh, on documentations, but they're mostly hidden in the weekly folders. And uh, so, yeah, the, the idea was to just uh, every month or two write a blog post about uh, things that we sort of uh, uncovered in the cloud and uh, remind people that it's still there because um, a lot of things go by unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah, they they show up, but not even back then in Gooseberry we didn't have this like front page or something. So yeah. we just tweeted about it or they were on the blog posts on the Gooseberry blog, but yeah, you have to follow the blog there. So it's awesome. I'm yeah, really happy with exactly. that. So even for a while, uh yeah, for the time being, um all the stuff that we put there on the cloud, it gets put on the front page and tweeted and stuff. So it's pretty obvious, but yeah, um, we have a list of things that uh, we would like to highlight from the past. And uh, that's what those blog posts are going yeah. to be about. Blast from the past. Bam. Bam. Yeah, I think that together with the random, with the new random assets on the sidebar is really helping to see people to see how much content there is in the cloud. Like I was just checking the numbers, I was, <clears throat> mm. uh, which actually is just the search. If you go to cloudblender.org slash search, you see, you can filter there. And then we have 702 textures. So we are over 700 textures. Cool. Nice. That's really nice. And that's, uh, that's not counting all the textures that have multiple maps within them, right? No, it is. It is, right? No. No, no, no it's like just the texture. So a texture, texture object is a group of images yeah. that make the texture up. So if there is a, a diffuse, a bump, a normal map, it's it doesn't count. Counted, no. So it's 700 textures plus. You can roughly multiply by two, I think. At least, yeah. At least they have two. two. Maps. So, so it's like, wow, 1,500. More than 1,000 textures. Wow. Images. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. It's great. Yeah. yeah, and uh, today I modeled some scissors because I'm back on the barbershop and uh, I have to do props now. So uh, barbershops really tend to be these places that are crammed with lots of interesting things, uh, bottles and uh, little, uh, how do you call them? Items. Like items, yeah. <laughs> scissors. <No>. Tools. <laughs> Containers of various oh. uh, importance and uh, with... Different contents. Anyway, <laughs> lots okay. of little yeah, things. Lots of yeah. little things. And a box. It is, is it a box? <laughs> it's it's round. No. Squirrel, paper, snow, a ghost. So uh, generally, uh, very interesting, small, and sometimes very bizarre things like uh, globes and pictures of people with mustaches and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, a huge list of props that we need to model. And uh, today. Uh, I finished some uh, three variations of scissors, and I made uh, the the first basic type. I actually uh, recorded a time lapse for that. It's uh, out on the cloud, and I since then I made three three variations of that. And there's also a picture there right now, and that's probably it uh, until Friday. I'm most likely going to try and model the hero props that we need, like the 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 Razor, the electric la razor that uh, Boris is 
tackling the agent with, and uh, also the hairdryer. Great. Binoculars? Binoculars, yeah. I actually have some, I, I collected some reference, but I, I was actually looking for your layout file where Boris is actually holding the binoculars for the size oh. reference. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't actually look at what binoculars looked like when I made that thing. Yeah. So it is like it was just interesting as a, as a reference to it because you actually wrapped his hands around those tubes. So yeah, it, it would have been a nice reference. But uh, yeah, I have a, a great bit of uh, uh, photo reference collected from uh, old Russian and German uh, military style binoculars. So that would be fun. Ah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Great. Well, yeah, it's uh, quite early in the week, so. We are looking forward to see what's coming on Friday. Next Fun. Week. Yes. Yeah. Fun. Awesome. Well, I think that's... Uh, well, uh, no, there has been more new content oh, today right, popping right. up in yeah. the in the new activity feed on Blender Cloud. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There is so much activity. So much activity. Yes. And that is great. Uh, we talked about him before in the podcast. Daniel Martinez Lara Pepeland. He is uh, joining the Art Gallery project on Blender Cloud, which until now it only contained uh, uh, artwork from Gleb Alexandrov. These blend files where you can with awesome artwork where you can learn by example. So you you open the blend file and you know how it's done. Now uh, Daniel is also joining with uh, uh, Grease Pencil tests that is using with uh, the Grease Pencil version two, two point the best grease pencil yet. This on development. Uh, there is a build available for for uh, Windows, Windows yeah. and there is the sources there if you want to build it on your yourself for uh, Mac or Linux. Linux. Yeah. But it's really cool stuff. Really good to see uh, 2D animation now on the cloud. Yeah. yeah. And all these assets are public. Yeah, so they are public. They're available for can everybody. Access yes. them and download them and study them. Yeah, previously he was sharing it on uh, Dropbox. So I, I, I told him, hey, why don't you put it on the cloud? Yeah, everybody. So there is a nice, they, they get, people can search for them. And he also gets notified because he uploads it with his own user. So he gets a notification and credit and everything. So it's a nice, nice place to put them up. Yeah. So, so welcome, Daniel Martinez Lara, to the cloud team. <laughs> ding, ding. Awesome. So that's uh, yeah. I haven't published anything on the cloud. I've been working on it. I've yeah. been doing yeah. some tweaks here and there. Yeah. And I will be working more on on it uh, this week, especially for the new image sharing. Um, idea is to have a page that so to see this image that you just shared, a page where you only see the image. So we don't need to load like the whole project and the sidebar and the Everything, which is a very simple page where you only see the image and maybe the comments people can comment on, it. And, and that's it. Just like very simple. So I'm going to work on it this this week. And a bit of a spare project I've been trying to 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 well, we together we've been thinking about renewing how uh, Blender.org homepage looks like, like the landing page when you go to Blender.org. Right now you see a carousel with a few pictures, and then um, you see. Lots of information. Lots of information. It's all spread around. It's uh, like there, there are news that are dynamic, but also there are the other news that don't add when there are big announcements like at the conference or Google Summer of Code or there is a nice user story. And then there are banners that also they're uh, manually placed like for Blender Cloud content, the 3D printing or, or 
Blender Network or other stuff. So we were thinking about how to make that a bit more clear. There is no talk, there is no mention of what Blender can do, for example, in the homepage. Yeah, it's a really a challenge. So it's something we we don't do this really really full time, but uh, it's it's also something that is very you need to think about it before changing it because the homepage of Blender has to answer a lot of questions from all sorts of users coming there from all different places. Backgrounds. So designing a page that actually serves that and uh, helps everybody to go where they need, it's uh, it's really tricky. So we need uh, it takes some time, some iteration and some brainstorming. So even when you want to update something little, you can really have to think of the consequences of what you're doing because it's a very high traffic page, especially the landing page. So you can almost think about it as it's almost like in Google, like the goal of that page is to answer your question and send you wherever you actually need to go because you cannot put possibly everything there. No, you can't. But at the same time, you want to put something there. So you have to decide. So it's uh, it's uh, always very, very nice exercise to think about it and uh, making mockups and stuff like that. So Yeah, we, we were just trying new stuff. Of course, you want to show that you, you want to say that Blender is, is, is free and open source. So that's, that should be like the key message and then download. That's immediately. Everybody that goes to Blender.org, most of the people go to download or to uh, features or tutorials in that order. So we want to yeah, make it obvious, like download. And right now that's pretty obvious in, in Blender.org. It doesn't say download though, it says Blender 277. So maybe we could add the word download, for example, like one little. So when people actually search for it, they don't they can get it immediately. Yeah, you, you click that the kind of the release and then you get a page that's Yeah, and then you get a page right? where you yeah. have to download, you have to pick your your uh, operating system. Yeah. But besides that, in the front page also it should show a little bit of artwork. And right now we have that, but we have the carousel, which is a bit weird because you can't always, like, we want to put something in the front. Right now it's cycles. If you want to put something about Blender Cloud, then you have to put artwork too, but you don't want to take away the cycles, but you want to, like... Yeah. So, yeah, that's a... It's going to be a, a good experiment. It's not that we are working on it full-time right now. Uh, we can't. We have other stuff to do, but... It's, it's there, a, so it's maybe there. there will be updates on this in the upcoming weeks or in a yeah. few weeks. Well, yeah, after, especially we need to talk with Ton and convince yeah. the boss about Definitely. it. Yeah. We need to be flexible enough so he can uh, keep adding and removing content and stuff. So, bending the laws of CSS. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, there are parts of Blender.org that they looked okay before, but now there's a lot of inline CSS to fix stuff that. He, yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, on the it's weekends, sometimes on the weekends, you're on, you know, you work, but the website has to be updated. So, okay, no rush, click, 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 type, type. And yeah, you end up with all this <laughs> mess. But hopefully we'll get over that. That's it for, for what I've done this week, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's been stuff. a short week so far. So Yes. Yeah. And you, what do you have done? Oh, geez. Emails. I, I've been, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Don is uh, still having, enjoying some time off. So I am uh, answering most of the issues that come up with a blender cloud or blender like whatever emails people send us and support requests and stuff like that and uh, that takes uh, a bit of time to be fair <laughs> and um, i've been of course working with sibran on uh, design discussions uh, for the blender cloud and uh, something i've been doing yesterday and today was 
some documentation for Pillar. So after the nice talk we had on the on the, on the previous nerd podcast. web <laughs> podcast, um, I finally sat on uh, writing some documents because we often get emails of people interested in getting involved or wanting to know more about how it works. So. I put together some uh, some text that describes the architecture of the system, some history, some explanations, and it's going to be our base uh, that uh, uh, me and Sibre mostly are going to put a bit of uh, knowledge there so that uh, it's documented. So it's not really code-specific, but it's more like really explaining how things work, what are the components and how they fit together. It's really important to do because... Otherwise, it you, it's blocking. Like some people want to get involved, you, they can barely get the system to run, which is already a challenge. Yeah. But uh, it can be done. But then you still don't know how things work. And I remember having that also with Blender, like the Blender development. At some point, I was interested in knowing how Blender was working. And yeah, if you dig a little bit, then you find these great design documents made by Ton like ten years ago. They are still valid because they're so abstract and so basic. That that's all you need to at least get an idea of how things yeah. are. So that is not there yet, and we are working on it. Cool. So yeah, the bass factor too. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, reducing, lowering the uh, the bass factor. Okay, so yeah, that was it. For yeah. Me. So I think we are ready to move to the questions there. Yes. Few, yes. This week. So I'd like to pick up one question that was asked uh, last week already, and um, from uh, Harald Rush, and uh, it was. Uh, it was a, a, an email with the different suggestions, and uh, one of the main topics he brought in uh, was, uh, what do you guys think of uh, uh, reaching out to major uh, YouTube uh, tutorial makers, for example, uh, that make tutorials of, of Blender, and ask them, invite them to join some sort of a campaign where they play an ad of Blender, Blender Cloud, before their videos? So that uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, so that it's like, uh, you know, showing support. And um, because he has seen this example done in other communities and uh, uh, there are like even podcasts and uh, things that are endorsed by somebody or people just do it to support. So you say, okay, this is uh, the podcast brought to you by the Blender Cloud. So <laughs> it's uh, something like that. Ah. And um, yeah, so to make it like a, a voluntary a voluntary donation. Yeah. And um I thought it was a it was an interesting uh, observation. I never thought about it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, that's I don't know. It's funny to think. Uh, <laughs> I I personally don't mind when when watching a YouTube video and it starts with the introduction of just uh, very when it's very short. Of course, yeah, it's it like this episode is brought to you by by the Blender by Blender. You know, join the development fund and here slash bam next yeah. or the Blender Cloud or whatever. I, but yeah, of course we work here. It's like, it's not like, yeah, everybody should do it. Everybody <laughs> yeah. should start doing it right now. Yeah. That's the thing because I mean, you, that's part of the freedom that you get with Blender and a lot of pe people make their own business with Blender. So you cannot ask that, but I think that if it was uh, well designed, it would be, it would be great. Like it would be, it would be a nice idea. Nice. But, but one of the strong, strong parts of Blender and also one of the reasons why we, are not doing this like actively reaching out to people making content with blender them uh, asking them to support us is really one of the strengths like because blender like the blender.org uh, organization and we also at the blender institute we uh, we are here but then there is the whole world of people using blender a whole huge community and the fact that this stays free and people feel free to do whatever yeah. they want without having 
always have to say what they're doing or have a blender to reach out to that. On one hand, it's great to know what people are doing. On the other hand, it's great that nobody has the pressure to share or to... Everybody's free to do whatever they want. So, and you should stay that way because then this, in the end, in the long run, it's, uh, it's great because then if you look around, you still see Blender. You yeah, there is, there is this moral part, right? Like yeah, if you, you have this, this Blender website that is that you are making a living out of, would you consider <laughs> adding a Blender development fund link or something? If you have this Blender, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if your website runs around Blender, it's, it's I don't know, I, I would feel a bit... Yeah, Guilty. but, but in, feel in like fact, you can go on the Blender Development Fund website, uh, website and you can see lots, lots of people. Of yeah, people. no, the main, so main website. We only are, hope yeah. that grows. Of course, it's about bringing awareness because, yeah. yeah. But on the other hand, it's great that nobody feels pushed to pushed do it. To do it. Yeah. No, of course not. I think it's a really good point. Um, if you think about it, I mean, uh, there's a little bit of a spectrum there, you know, like to we, we ask them to promote the Blender Cloud. It's like, well, that's, that's its own kind of thing. Then maybe it's the Blender organization itself well okay maybe and then i think that at the bare minimum the kind of you know the ethical thing would be just the developers fund and that's yeah. it so if you're doing a tutorial and you know at the end you have a little credit by yourself where you go like you know if you want to see more of my stuff go to blah blah blah.com and then you might be might say you know and if you want to support this software that i'm actually teaching you right now you you can you know you donate money to the developers fund yeah yeah, there is actually a, a good URL to remember. It's blender.org slash donate. Yeah. And it's a redirect to where you can find more information about donations in Blender. Um, either the, the BF, the, the foundation itself that takes care of keeping Blender free, and the servers and the downloads and everything, and the development fund. So that's a good uh, yeah, good tip uh, if you feel like yeah. giving back to Blender, <laughs> to that everything that Blender gave you yeah. <laughs> can send people to blender.org slash donate. Yeah. Cool. So thank you for the suggestion. Harald. Yeah. Yeah. So one more question. Uh, yes. My question is for all the animators in the Institute. All of them. Okay. Let me get them on the yeah. phone. Get, okay. get them. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Call them. Meeting. There's a meeting. Press uh, pound, pound. And then zero one. <laughs> yeah. How do I do a conference call? It's, uh, it's the R. What does the R do even? I don't even understand. <laughs> So, what are good resources to learn animation? For example, I've been practicing animation by making a few walk cycles, and each time I notice that something is off, but I cannot pinpoint what exactly is off. So many bones and everything, it's hard to keep focused. So, what is a good resource to learn animation in this case? So, so this is like specifically, this is a person making a walk cycle, and as he... He? She? Well, yeah. uh, um, I, I copied the question, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm not reading the... Continue, continue. Okay. I, will, I will let you. Uh, so this person is making a walk cycle and I'm guessing just hitting play and then there's something weird about it as it cycles through, but they kind of can't pinpoint what the thing is. Yeah. Of course, it's impossible for me to tell them right now <laughs> in this hypothetical situation uh, what is wrong. However... Um, I would suggest if you're if you're just learning animation right now and you um, and the first thing you did was just grab a character and start animating a walk cycle, I would suggest taking maybe a, a few steps backwards and doing the kind of bouncing ball thing first and doing some of those principles because some of those principles uh, can, will be utilized in making the walk cycle. So some of those principles will uh, you'll find them later on 
when you do something that's more complex. So I would suggest first do a walk cycle where you you can get those rigs where they're just it's a ball with two legs and that's it. So it's essentially like the hips and everything down from there because that way you can just ignore the upper torso, which is its own thing, which is its own thing to worry about. Whoops. Um, so trying to just make a walk cycle first with that and learning not how to make one vanilla walk cycle, but many different variations of it, and then taking it the next step with the full character and with the swinging and arms and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had more details, I could maybe answer some something yeah. more about it but yeah like another small note about this like if you think there are too many bones and too much stuff going on at, at the same time that's also a, an indication um that maybe you are overreaching because of course when you deal with the uh, complex rigs there are always too many bones but you should try you should have a picture in mind of what you need so you should always be able to boil it down to the few bones that you know by heart that you know yeah. exactly what they're supposed to do so if you feel that there is this confusion, it means that, hey, you're probably not very familiar with the rig or that you maybe touch too many things in the rig. And uh, that usually comes because, yeah, you you didn't manage to pick the right bones uh, from the get-go. And as Kjalti says, it really helps to start with one bone from a bouncing ball and then six bones from a body and some legs and then a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. And then you see, you see always uh, uh, the, the principle is the same. It just becomes a little bit more, a little bit more. And if you do it gradually, it's not that uh, that much. And another thing is like, okay, how do you do? If you feel that something is off, that's also something that you that you find out early on when doing animation. Feedback is very important, so you should always try to find someone, possibly somebody with animation experience. But even if it's uh, somebody just willing to listen to you. Uh, to just share your animation and ask because you might be surprised. Uh, people can see, ah, this looks weird because of that. Sometimes they don't, but uh, mm. it, it helps to get feedback uh, so, okay. showing your animation. Uh, just building on that, uh, just a couple of tips. So uh, like for me, I've, I've been animating for years now, but I still, when I do a walk cycle, I still have to uh, link in the, the character and then try to, go over the bones that I want to use and I'll try to use as few bones as possible. Yeah. Um, just just make sure that, you know, there is a huge difference between using 200 bones and 20 bones. Um, and sometimes you'll start counter animating with a bone and then later on forget that you counter animated that thing and then you don't understand why something's popping and then you counter animate that back. So now you're just making problems for yourself later on. Um, one thing you can do to try to kind of refresh your brain a little bit when you're looking at it, because it's the cyclical thing that you become really numb to really quickly, is um, f- kind of flip the image. I mean, the, a lot of animators have uh, little mirrors next to them, uh, like I do uh, next to my screen. So you can look look at it through the mirror, just you know, it's like it, you know, you just kind of angle it 45 degrees or whatever, and then you flip the image, and your brain kind of thinks that this is new information now. I'm not as numb to it. And you might sometimes see this weird poppy thing happen and you go, ah, okay, yeah, it was, it was like frame 12. There was something wrong there or whatnot. Um, another thing to do, and this is something that, you know, hopefully Blender will become the guiding light of all 3D software packages, is motion paths. 
uh, moat. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I'm no, selling nothing. it. I'm selling it. <laughs> you can't stop me. Um, so motion paths, especially when you're doing a walk cycle, uh, you might do a motion path for the foot itself. So to only one foot. And then you see this arc that forms. And I can uh, you can Google image search also. There's a lot of books like uh, Animator Survival Guide by Richard Williams that talk about all these different arcs that happen in the, in the feet. So let's say, for example, you have uh, the heel and you just do a motion path on the heel and you'll see this really particular arc happen. Um, and it's it's not as intuitive as you think it would be. and But sometimes you'll see that... Uh, the spacing, what you would call the uh, location of it in, at any particular keyframe might be slightly off. So it's favoring too much something. That's where popping comes from. Or if it's not actually following the arc. So you might have that one frame that kind of goes too far upwards, not, you know, and so that, that kind of, it lends itself to all these weird poppings. Uh, then you might do another pass on only the hips and then another pass on the knees. The knees are the nightmare, basically. Um, depending on the rig, you might want to uh, scale sometimes. Like you, you'll do the entire walk cycle, but you'll always have that slight little pop in the knees just for a few frames. What, what is a pop? Like it's when it a pop is when you, when you hit play and you're looking at it and it it's all feels really smooth. But the knees every now and then kind of jump a little bit, just a few frame, uh, just a few, few pixels here and there. So they feel a little bit jagged. Uh, it might not be all the time, but it might just be those two frames out of the 24 or something like that. And in, in a lot of cases, depending on the rig, you might want to take the thigh bone and scale it up and down just to counter animate that thing, just to make it feel more smooth. Sometimes it's more about what it looks like and how it feels rather than have it be 100% accurate. You know, you know, technically a person walking isn't like their thigh <laughs> bone, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that that's where you have to use a little bit of a leeway of the cartooniness-esque thing going on. Um, in my case, for example, like when I did the walk cycles now for the agent and this rig from Juan Pablo, I did that and it for some reason, it just didn't lend itself very well. But he also had a totally different layer with uh, with cartoon bones. And I found a cartoon bone that was on the knee. So I, And I had already d done a walk cycle for uh, Boris and for the agent, like a couple of different experiments. And I, just, I, I basically just copied it, made a completely different one. But in this one, I only used that little cartoony bone to fix the knee. And it, it came out better. And uh, yeah, and as soon as I realized that, then I could just throw away those scale bones that I kind of didn't need. So any anytime you you realize that, oh, I I wanted to use this bone, but you know, turns out I don't really need it. That's great. Yeah, fewer bones to worry about. Yeah. So we're we're over an hour, so I'll shut up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Francesco. Uh no, yeah, I, no, I think that was the last. Uh, thank you very much, by yes, the way. Yes, it's, yes. A, it's a very nice. It should be like its own section of the, of this podcast. Actually, <laughs> on my deathbed here. <laughs> yes, take this wisdom, young man <laughs> or woman. I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a man. It's Ben. It's a man. Okay. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, he also asked previously on the on the week before. Ah. He also asked another question about where the the ninety seconds limit was coming from for the for the agent project. Oh yeah. But you also answered there on the online. Yeah, that's true. 
How would you say it in like one, one word. sentence? Yes. Uh, given past experience, we try to aim not too high. Great. Good. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. And uh, no, and the last question is also uh, was about VR rendering, but it was answered on the on the cloud itself. It was basically how how did we uh, work around or how do we solve all the stereo problems? But it, okay. there were no stereo problems, right? Well, yeah, but I think uh, that was in a, in a, the the observation was that if you rotate the view around, then the view flips. But that has been fixed in uh, a couple of versions ago in Blender. Already, in, the, in the latest, which yeah, it's it's a feature feature that had been developed specifically for that to make stereo rendering in VR possible. Yeah, and yeah, you either. Um, I'm not sure if it's totally automatic right now. If there, there's probably still that button that you have to check, check which is called spherical stereo, stereo, uh, stereo panorama. Yeah. yeah, spherical stereo. It's part of the multi-view, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was a conversation about making that automatic because it wouldn't make sense. Like if you enable multi-view with the default stereo, to it not. should just be on. Yeah. yeah why would Why would it not? So I don't know if that was maybe it's been committed and it's not released yet. Yeah. But, uh, it was. Uh, it was yeah. discussed. Okay. So make sure you're using the latest Blender from builder.blender.org. Yeah. And that's it. Cool. Done. Over. Finito. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, um, thank you very much for the questions and uh, thank you very much for following. And uh, see you the next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye bye. bye. Ciao. You've been listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. As you look out the window, do you yearn to fly into the sky? Defenestrate yourself towards the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.